When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening. The COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Welcome to the BloodandMud.com podcast, your weekly wander around the wondrous world of rugby. I am Lee Calvert, and returning from his stateside trip, where he valiantly tried but failed to make America great again, the man over there is Mr. Josh Gardner. Hello. Hello there. Yeah, he's never panned out, unfortunately. Also, I was told that like America was rugby's next greatest hotbed. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> you just, that from the week you spent in the Keys, yeah, you decided the, that the it ten isn't. days I spent in Miami and the Florida Keys, I can tell you, nobody gives a fuck about rugby out there. Did you and go I to can't... Disney World? I did do it. Of course, I went to Disney World. Yes, I don't not... give a fuck about rugby there either. I've not been to Disney World. I went to Disneyland Paris with the kids ah, in a... March, and it was fucking awful. Yeah, Disneyland Paris is what I describe as a, as a poor facsimile of, of the the full fat American version. I came back and people Literally said to me. Fat. People said, did you enjoy it? I went, no. And they looked at me like I was an evil man, you know. It's like, no, it was shit. The kids liked it. I thought it was shit. Disneyland Paris is... I've been to Disneyland Paris. It's, it's, It doesn't work because all of the people there, and God love you, I like the French, but all of the people there are French. <laughs> and there's something in the, the Gallic psyche that just doesn't meld no, with... They're not the, having it, are they? No. internal sunshine like americans can sell that shit genuinely because they believe it and you kind of just get on board yeah i could say like that i could say happiest that. place on earth sun shining you're in a lovely place where it's 29 degrees oh look there's mickey mouse here have some incredibly calorific food with e-numbers and go on a ride and feel sick afterwards brilliant love it what i couldn't All... get was was 
You know those people who wander, the Disney characters that wander around? Yes. There were like grown adults walking up to them with notebooks to get autographs of these people. And they're yeah, like they... elbowing kids out the way. It's like, you know that's a French teenager dressed as a yes. fucking penguin yeah. for Mary Poppins, yeah. don't you? Why are you doing this? In America, uh, a teenager who's incredibly hot, <laughs> and not in a sexy way, maybe yeah. in a sexy way, I don't know. You can't know. tell, it's like a suit, yeah. No, but yeah, these are people who are basically suffering from near permanent dehydration. Leave them alone. I. It's just I, adults that meet Disney characters are weird. I'm just going to put it out there. Sorry, yes. but you are weird. And me and my missus just spent the entire three days looking at each other going, can you feel the magic yet? <laughs> and we didn't quite. <laughs> all I could think was, I was there in March, right, and it was the, the, the weather was lovely, and, and all, mm. I, all I could think was, I'm not quite in Paris in the springtime. That's all I no, could think to myself. See, I, I went to Disneyland Paris in January when it had just finished snowing, and um, it was cold and it rained most of the time, and again, didn't really feel feel the the, the magic. However, twenty nine degrees in Orlando in April, feeling that hot summery magic. So there you go. That was three minutes on Disneyland. Um, <laughs> welcome you back, Josh. Welcome back, everybody. My, you can check out my companion podcast, which uh, <laughs> worryingly I probably could actually do. Um, yeah, no. That, Disney chat will be our first Patreon bonus <laughs> episode on the Blood and Mud Podcast Network. We'll have uh, <laughs> Disney building. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of the Blood and Mud Podcast, let's try and get back to it. Um, you yeah. can get in touch with the pod, me at Blood and Mud or Lee at Blood and then there's websites and stuff. And you, Josh, uh, Rugby Shirt Watch at Josh Gardner, Rugby Shirt Watch dot com, uh, and my cat Mewing. You can get in touch with him as well. I mean, he's not he's very responsive, but he doesn't make a lot of sense. Last week, and, while you uh, were away, uh, Paul's daughter Rosie invaded the podcast. <laughs> it's a different kind of. I mean, she's it's still probably the same. more coherent. Probably more coherent. It's still your domestic property it's, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still basically confirming to everybody that wasn't already aware. That we do just record yeah. this in our respective. You'd be dining very surprised to know this is not Abbey Road. Yes, no, at all. So you can find this podcast on Acast, on Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else where you can put podcasts. Basically, soon we will be launching the Patreon. I know we keep saying this, we but will. it's probably going to be before the end of May. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, like a modern jazz track, jazz track. We always begin the same way, but That's when jazz track. Jazz mag. Jazz track, yeah. yes. But where modern jazz begins with a hit with a hit of notes so dissonant you want to punch yourself in the ears of the kebab skewer, instead we prefer to start with player spotted, don't we, Josh? We do. We always do. You can well, this may want may want you listeners to stick a kebab skewer in your ears, but maybe, maybe, maybe. that's why the numbers don't go up because they just every time they hear this, it just <laughs> James Cam well, maybe it's something else. <laughs> it may be something else. <laughs> maybe it's the Disney chat. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, so why did you go on the spree killing? Well, it was the Disney chat. It was the final straw. <laughs> um, so, player spotted. This is where we ask you to send us any kind of spottings, yeah. mundane player spottings, or any spottings, really, and we'll decide whether it's worthy of broadcasting. James Camp got in touch on the DMs. This is one from back in the day. James Camp says, The pod's great. Thank you. He said, For your player spotted bit, on the morning of the 2007 Rugby World Cup final, we ran into Wallaby Great and former player of the tournament on Saint-Germain. He had his hands full of shopping bags and was wearing a comical, a comically puffy jacket. Mm. He looked suitably embarrassed but fixed a sporting smile 
that slid from his face as the oldest member of our group muttered to himself as he walked past to the next bar, Ah, Tim Horan, master of the marginally forward pass. Forward pass. (laughs) Sorry, I ran out of breath then. Ah, Tim Horan, master of the marginally forward pass. There you go. So there you go. So a slight on Tim Horan and Tim Horan in a puffer jacket carrying shopping bags. Yeah. In Rugby World Cup 07. Yeah, which uh, I remember the Rugby World Cup final in 07 purely because uh, somebody I knew decided to have their wedding on that evening, which was... Do you still know them? Uh, not really. Yeah. Was, <laughs> well, I'm not surprised, the, quite honestly. That was, that was the end of that. And also, the best man was a big rugby fan, and so he wasn't allowed to watch it, which meant nobody else at the wedding was allowed to watch it in case he found out, ah. which which I was extremely annoyed by and remain extremely annoyed about, uh, however many years it is, what, 11 years later. I drove from Cardiff, no, North Wales, to Richmond in London to watch the Rugby World Cup 07 final in a pub because I did not want to be among the Welsh when I watched it. (laughs) I wanted to be able to let myself run fully free. You know what, that's fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. This is why I won't watch any rugby games, watch rugby games in pubs now that I live on the wrong side of the border because, yeah. frankly, it's just not Especially worth it. Especially in that part of England as well. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. What else have we got to play spotted? Jamie O'Connell got in touch via the DMs and he said, my sister was going out with a lad who played rugby in Clontarf with Brian O'Driscoll. Therefore, Brian O'Driscoll was invited to my sister's housewarming party in the mid to late 2000s. Again, back Hello. in the day. Hello. I like this, though. He showed up, he sat in the front room on his own texting, and then left. Oh, Barely Brian. even spoke to his housemate, to his mate whose house it was, except to say hi and show his face, then left. Oh, Brian. I mean, I get it. I respect that. Like, I don't want to late... be here. I don't want to engage yeah. with any of these people. I'm literally going to fulfil my minimum basic <laughs> level of sociability. And, and yeah. to be fair, if we're talking mid to late 2000s, Brian Driscoll was a fucking superstar by that point. Without wishing to cast aspersions on that person's house party, yeah, probably he was a little bit beneath Very him. much he probably had better had... places to be, didn't they? Very much so, yeah. So there you go, Player Spotted. Don't forget, you can send your Player Spotteds to us anytime you like um, via the DMs or leadbloodandmud.com. Mm. Maybe, you know, maybe you've seen, I don't know, Paul Ackford struggling, having an argument with a council worker about his brown bin collection or something. I would ideally hope so. That'd to be, be a belter, wouldn't it? Actually, that could go. Yeah. That wouldn't be mundane at all. I'd want a video yep. of that, by the way. Absolutely. Shall we talk about some news? Uh, yes, there's been pl- there's been various news. Hasn't there's there? a lot of news now because a lot of people are like retiring, aren't they? Or yeah, Danielle Waterman's retiring. England rugby fullback yes. legend. Fair dues. Hell of a career. Hell of a fullback. Lovely strike runner. Indeed. You know, you're getting old when players you remember sort of breaking through as young upstarts. A calling time on like long and magnificent careers now being too old. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm fully in that now for the, like Charles Britz, Florian Fritz, Vincent Clerc, Donico Callahan, Tommy Bow, Andrew Trimble. Mm. I remember all these lads coming onto the scene as bright young whippersnappers, and now they're fucking being put out to pasture because they're too old. Yeah, there's a there's that point as well, isn't there, where all professional sports people are younger than you. It suddenly it like happens yeah. overnight. I'm, I'm basically... They're either right older on. than you, and then they're all the same age as you for ages, and then it's like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm older than all the yeah, professional sports I'm people. right on the tipping point, you know. You I'm will 30, be, won't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm 33 this month, so it's, it's basically going to be the point where now I'd be considered, you know, a, a, an aged veteran 
who who probably doesn't have a lot of gas left in the tank. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I've felt since I was about seventeen. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So lots of people retiring. That's a given. Uh, speaking to Daniel Waterman, he plays for England. Speaking of England, uh, England or Eddie Jones has said he's going to take an attack coach to South Africa. Yes. So Which he did last he... summer. Yeah. Not to South why Africa, this... but on the tour. It's not like buying a sort of ill-advisedly tight pair of swim shorts and attack coach. It's like it's not just something that you better get off ASOS because you think the model looks good in them and then never wear them again. And attack coaches for life, not just for the summer. I do like the idea that he's kind of mirroring the British sort of seasons. Yes. But as soon as the sun comes out, he goes, right, I'm going to get an attack coach now. Like when yeah. you go, I'm going on my holidays, I'm going to get my cock out, I get yeah. sunburned, you know, get an attack coach, drink too much. Yeah. And then and as the, the autumn, as the nights draw in, you're like, ooh, yeah. I'm getting rid of that attack coach now. We're all going to sit in. <laughs> I'm going to start watching the good tally on a Thursday, get me knitted out. Yeah, well, in the same way that sort of, you know, the autumn is the time for an unnecessarily violent training camp. <laughs> You know, it's like it's the there, for every for everything there is a season. You know, yeah, um, I hate um, yeah, I hate it when the autumn comes because of the nights coming in and stuff. Imagine how much rugby players must hate it because they know, like you know, hanging yeah. off a mountain in Poland is coming, it's sort happening. of thing. Yeah, you are going to get conditioned up the arse, not literally. <laughs> well, maybe literally. You're going to Kazakhstan <laughs> to get beaten the shit out of by some giant blokes, <laughs> all in the name of progress. Yeah. So the talk, the Sam Vesti went last stuff. year. They're talking about Sam Vesti again, I believe. Why not? Why not? What's well, idea? Hire him full time. <laughs> and he's English, of course. Of course, which always helps. Um, they're not. They're not. They, he hasn't sort of dug up any sort of old early two thousands or nineteen nineties Australian Tyro to help out this time, has he? I don't think so. Not, not okay. Well, he probably will do, but he's not announced yeah. any of that yet. Fair enough. Dave Walters my, did a reasonable job at Newcastle. You might think he might he take is, a look at him. But, uh... I mean, we could get a little pool going on, like, sort of, which Australian, like, legend he's going to, like, dig up and pull out of the... Sam Burgess. <sighs> I, I said Australian. <laughs> well, he's kind of, isn't he? <laughs> he must be by now. I mean, who could he pull out? I mean, Wendell Saylor, maybe. You know, why not? Yeah. Mark, he's already Saylor, done can what? you imagine? <laughs> he lasted about two hours in the camp. But he, I don't know, they, they, they'd probably burn him or because <laughs> he'd be so yeah. annoying. Yeah. Joe Roth. Yeah, he might be a decent shout, Joe Roth. Yeah, actually, no, that's not a shit idea. I meant these to sound like shit ideas. Sam Nick Norton Far- Knight. Yeah, Nick Far Jones, you know, Matt Burke. Let's, let's just, just pick names out of a, a Australian legend hat. Tim Horan, already been in the player spotted this week. Yes, Phil Kearns. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Offerhengawi. Yeah, you and Mackenzie. That's you and Mackenzie. He's the Tarned prop. He's magnificent. <laughs> Remember that try? Campesi. Uh, anyway. Any, yes. Um, so, yeah, so yes, lots of options so, there. You know, take yeah, your pick. Yeah, take your pick. Uh, in other summer tour news, uh, Scotland and Wales have both announced their squads. Uh, they have. Both unsurprisingly resting a few players, but um, Wales more than. Wales have co-captains. Wales who have Wales have Ellis Jenkins and uh, the irrepressible Corey Hill, a man who 
if he keeps going at this rate, will be the president of the USA by 2021, I'm guessing. Um, but yes, Make Aberyst co- with great again. Yes, he's he's co-captain with uh, with Ellis Jenkins, who uh, I am a big fan of. I know that Paul is a big fan. I know that Paul's a big fan. Uh, Paul Williams is a big fan of because uh, after the Blues Challenge Cup victory, he accidentally DM'd me and Ellis Jenkins on Twitter. Um, to say what a fantastic performance we put in today. Uh, did you say? <laughs> did you say? Thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm I've, sat in my underpants on my couch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yes, uh, he meant Josh Navidi, and I guess it just also. Oh, look at the kind of people it, he gets to DM, it, though. It was, it was funny. Um, but yes, yeah, sorry if I've, I've really revealed any trade secrets there, Paul. But yes, uh, Ellis Jenkins, uh, well, does he's he's long been on the fringes, but. Uh, I think he, he's always deserved a shot and he's had some shit luck with injuries and yeah, he's a cracking player. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him getting a run. Also, best part of this whole Ellis Jenkins co-captain thing. I think was, I know uh, where you go with this. Go on, yeah. His, 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 his younger sister, Katie. <laughs> who, absolutely uh, brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> who put on Twitter a, a WhatsApp from her, uh, her mum, I guess, uh, saying, well done, darling, and then wrong child, sorry. And the <laughs> caption was, when you finish four years of uni on the same day that the golden child is co-captain of Wales. <laughs> Um, and she put a rolling eyes emoji yes. and, a, and, a, and, a, and a bored sleep emoji. Lord, it's genuinely probably one of my favourite things I've ever seen on Twitter because it, it's so undeniably perfect. And yeah. Yes, but congratulations. Well, genuinely well-deserved, Travis Jenkins. And thank you for Fergal Carney for bringing that to my Indeed, attention on Twitter. Yes, I genuinely laughed out loud. Um, but yeah, the Wales squad's interesting. It's... Uh, only got one new cap, which is Thomas Williams, which I get it had to there had to be a new Tom Pratt. Tom Pride is in it. That is the absolute fucking out of left field and you know Lady's, out over the Lady's debut and... was a four year old twenty three yes. years ago. <laughs> well what's weird for it is he's like he had he's basically had one good game. They've they've basically taken the uh Sam Cross approach and he's had one good game and because he's a big lad and he's quick Warren's just gone <laughs> and started rubbing. He must have like player cams on all big, away. quick lads yeah. all well, over the country, going well, right. Well, just let me like a right. video wall. <laughs> he's had a, he's had one good game. Who's he? Phone him. Um, so yeah, he's bafflingly back in the squad. He plays uh, for Mice Tag Warren. Doesn't matter what level he plays. Huh? He's big and he's quick. He's had a good game. <laughs> um, yeah, and interestingly. Uh, We've Luke Charteris is back in the fold after not being picked for a year or two, which I think is very good because I've always been a big fan of Luke Charteris. I think he's a very good player and he still could offer something to Wales. And given that they're resting all of their Lions and a few other uh, senior players on the tour, it's they need somebody who's been there and done that and who's slightly less likely to get into a fight than Bradley Davis. So uh, I'll miss him, though. Yeah, or Ross Moriarty for that matter. To be honest, he's working on. He's fulfilling that role. Yeah. The, um, tell you what, South Africa and Argentina are away. That's mm. a tough. Well, well, one's in America, isn't it? Well, that one might even not happen. Right. Apparently, there's some. Apparently, ticket sales are appalling, and the company that's like been responsible for putting it on and promoting it might go bust. Apparently. So, um, yeah, Wales might turn up. Brave new rugby frontier, everyone. Yeah, well, it's almost like putting 
the best team in the world versus the team that everyone in America thinks that they're descended from is a more saleable prospect in Chicago, which is a decent rugby city, is a more saleable prospect than putting the worst team in the rugby championship against Wales in Washington. It's It was always a bit of a weird one. Like, maybe just put them against America, like the USA. Crazy idea. But Yeah, nobody plays the USA, do they? No. Even the USA don't really want to play, I don't no, think, unless well, it's sevens. <laughs> well, yeah, who can blame them? Speaking of that, the Rugby but, World Cup sevens is in San Francisco, isn't it, in July? It is. I wouldn't mind yeah, that. If, if, if uh, I've got, uh, the say, the if San anybody, Francisco Giants park, isn't it? If anybody from World Rugby... Yeah, or, you know, if you're listening, if you if you if you fancy us in a in a JB style, you know, if you want us to go over there and cover, if you fancy it an irreverent you. coverage of this incredibly <laughs> yeah, important we you know, will. world level event, one hundred percent. If you want us to come a... and swear about it and take the piss out yeah, of the players, then... absolutely. I can I can say that you know Perry Baker is fast as shit as well as anybody else. So yeah. I can basically say, look at the clip of his haircut repeatedly all weekend. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it's it's going to be really... Look, this is what we were born to do. So, uh, yeah, and just just call us. You know, if if Paul Williams can tout for Skinny Lager on here, then yes. why can't we tout for getting free tickets to... It's not, you know, I mean, uh, they're, they're virtually the same the thing base, in terms of level and prestige, aren't they? Basically the same in terms of how much they're going to cost. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> I create a skinny lager versus two return tickets to San Francisco and accommodation. And a three-day pass and accommodation. Yes, basically yeah. exactly the same. Um, yeah. But yes, the Wales squad, they actually, weirdly, despite losing all of its Lions, that Wales squad looks quite strong. It looks quite balanced as well. It's weird, That's isn't it? That's what I it? like. I'm not, used, I'm not used to Wales squads that have been had, you know, usually Wales squads that have all their Lions taken away look insane and don't have... <laughs> yes, and. Do, and yeah. Look like they've basically found some players down the back of a cupboard and thrown them in some red jerseys. Yeah, Tom Pridey aside. <laughs> Tom Pridey aside, it's all very sensible. It is quite sensible, yeah. Like, you know, you've got Evans and Samson Lee and Elliot D and, you know, they, they're good. You know, Bradley Davis and Luke Charteris are really experienced and they'll be very good. Seb Davis, very promising. Seb Davis, usually promising. Adam Beard, very promising. I mean, Corey Hill is obviously the captain. And then back row, you've got Moriarty, James Davis, Ellis Jenkins, Navidi and Shingler. That's All have very good. solid seasons, haven't they? Yeah. No problem. And again, good balance. Yeah. The, fl- the back, you know, halfbacks are effectively what Wales had during the Six Nations. Sons, Dan Bigger. And with the addition of Thomas Williams from the Blues, who's been very good this season, so can't really fault it. Um, no Jared whole, Evans, some people are moaning no, about. Yeah, they? which is, I can, is it, yeah. He's had half a good season, you know? And I get He's what got Gatland plenty has, of time, hasn't he? Gatland's basically said in the interview with Simon Thomas today, I think, you know, he's had a good, he's had a good season, but if you want to play for Wales, you've got to have more than a good you know you've got to have a couple of good seasons you've got to be really. at least 16 stone yeah or at least well that's the, <laughs> the you've got to be sam cross or <laughs> yeah. tom pridey and be six foot plus quick as fuck and big or you've got to, you've got to prove to warren gatland that you in your daintiness are not just having a bit of a fluke you know look the other thing is as well he still hasn't really figured out 
who is best tennis from what he's got available. So adding another no, the last sort of thing we slightly unproven person in is, is going to be a terrible no, idea. No, exactly. I mean, look how long it took James Davis to convince somebody that he could play test rugby. So, you know, know, another I'm three or sure four very years. convinced, but yeah. It's a... No, exactly. But at least they've taken him with him and they oh, I was saying that, they've got, they've taken him with him and they've also taken two other sevens that could... Yeah, he's not starting any of those games. He's not starting any. <laughs> he might get a start in the second test against Belgium. He did say, to be fair to Gatland, that he wants to basically give everyone a go. Yeah, but he says what? things like that and he then does picks say all the like people this. he wants to pick anyway. So yeah, so that's the Wales one. That'll be interesting. The, the yes. Scotland squad. Um, again, I think a sensible move here. Resting everybody they're going to need to be fit for the run into the World Cup. With the exception of Stuart Hogg, who's getting a go for some reason. And Richie Gray. But weirdly, they've taken the likes of, of Richie Gray and and Stuart Hogg and Rudy Jackson and Peter Horn and you know, all these quite experienced players. And then the captain Stuart McAnally, which Well it probably says it tells you something about where he sees says, his future, doesn't exa- it? But... Yeah, and it says it says something. And he about has had a very him, solid know. season, McAnally. He's had a very solid season, you know. Nobody he's, he's ever thought got... that a you know a fordless future would ever present no, itself. No, I'm, I'm I'm fully on board with it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, you know, he's he's been captain of Edinburgh, I think, hasn't he? And you I know, don't he's, know. I think you are assuming and... a level of, of knowledge there. I'm never likely to have. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And you know, he's but he's only got like 17 caps. So fair play to him if 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 he sees enough of him in him that after. You know, such a relatively small number of caps to uh, to to give him the captains. You know, albeit temporarily until John Barkley comes back. I'm guessing. Um, Everybody yeah, had to Google definitely. James Lang, didn't they? Apart from oh, Queens yeah. fans and Apart maybe a few, you know, people. Maybe know. a few RGC fans. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I understand that you know. JB and a few other people who are sort of close to RGC are a little bit kind of, how the hell is he Scottish? But equally, how the hell was he Welsh, to be honest, because he was <laughs> born in London. But, you know, but I think it's, it's a testament to the whole RGC project that... But all about Hugh Colin Davis there. Do you know well, where yeah. George North was born, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's a testament. Whoever he plays for, you know, RGC has effectively, you know, he was a Quinn's Academy lad from what I know. And then he went to RGC having not got anywhere at Quinn's, played really well for them. Quinn's brought him back. He's played very well for them. And, and now he's got a cap. And Duncan Taylor back in on the quiet, by the way. Remember yeah. when he was really good about two years yeah. ago? Yeah, he's still got the eraser head here. I hope so. I can only hope so. He looks so. like a I sort don't... of gymmed up version of Sad Sack from the Raggy Dolls <laughs> with his hair. <laughs> Again, again, I'm so got, so cutting edge with my with my just... with my cultural touchstones. Yeah, I mean, you, there's there's many places you could have gone with that, but I'm glad that you went for uh, sad sack 90... for the rally dolls. Yeah, yeah. Was it 90, is it 1970s or is it 1980s? No, I watched it when I was a kid. How old do you think I am? For Christ's sake! No, they have reruns, you know. <laughs> um, our Scottish following. Of mm. which I think we have, you know, at least a sizable seven, number. At least seven. Um, <laughs> so are very excited about George Horn. Yes, brother of Pete. Yes, <laughs> slight return. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yes, he's been very good this season. So it'd be interesting to see. Interesting to see Sam Hidalgo Klein still get a nod despite him baffling the signing for the Scarlets. I maintain. Year. 
that Sam Hidalgo Klein is more talented than his record would suggest. I agree with you there. I just... I'm hey, still he's got Chris slightly... Harris back in there. Do you remember Chris Harris? I do remember. The most Chris. maladroit international performance since, <laughs> I don't know, the last Scottish one that you saw. And to be fair, I'm genuinely glad because it could have been one of those things where that was it. You know, you <laughs> yeah. had your go. You absolutely took a shit with your clothes on. <laughs> And it's his arm it. I'm dropping you for now, <laughs> yes. but honestly, I'll phone you back. I will, yeah. honest. And deep down, Chris Harris thought, I am never hearing from that man ever again. And so, fair play. And yet, here yeah. he is. Here he is. So, uh, fair play. And it's, it's, it's a good, again, it's a good balanced squad. It's going to miss the, the, the likes of Hugh Jones and. Hamish Watson and John Hardy and W. F. Nell, obviously. Yes. You know, and John Barkley as well. But, you know, there's still a lot of quality in that squad. And again, difficult. The way Argentina are playing, more on that later. Well, Argentinian players are playing, more on that later. Yes. That's. Um, it's, Who it's... are Scotland playing this? Because they're playing Argentina, but Wales are playing Argentina as well. They're playing like loads of people, aren't they? They're playing Argentina, Canada. Yeah, and the United States. Ah, see, somebody gets to play the USA. Yeah, just but not the... they probably have to play them in Colombia or something. They're not yeah, actually playing in the US. That'd you, be a crazy. You don't idea. actually get. You don't actually get to play teams in their their or your home countries anymore. That's just silly. On ESPN um, eight live yeah. from a patch of grass in, <laughs> in Saint Louis. Yeah, it won't even be on. It'll be on the ESPN app, and you, and you can't <laughs> oh, find it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was uh, the Cheetah Scarlet's game. I was like, what? I don't even know what fucking channel this is on. It's on S4C. So didn't even think to look. Nah, shows, see, this, That's a colonialist in me, you see. Not thinking to look is, at the Welsh channel. This is the good thing about the Pro 14 going to, to Premier Sports or whatever. At, at least, least we'll you know, know where it channel. always And at least you know it will be, be on. <laughs> yeah. Where, to be fair, the Pro 14, I've got issues with the Pro 14's like, you know, TV deal thing, but at least we'll all fucking know where it's on now. At least I won't have to do looking around four different fucking channels to try and see if the game that I want to watch is and on. You, and oh, you wait, find it's it on not. Sky Sports Mix. Yeah. <laughs> which is some in the middle of, like, Dave and the History Channels and shit <laughs> for some fucking reason. Um, right, so, uh, yes. meanwhile, back at the news. Yeah, fucking hell, we're still on the news. Yeah, what have we got? Kyle Eastman's leaving Wasps. Now, yes. I'm going to leave it at that, right? Because a few people are leaving Wasps. But the only thing I will say is, can you believe that Kyle Eastman is still only 28 years old? It's remarkable, isn't it? He's got and another four years had, left in him. He had Minimum. a rugby league career before he came over. <laughs> you know, it's mad. But, uh, yeah. When do you fancy him? I don't know. He seems like the sort of player that could end up back at Bath with Blackadder, you know. Maybe Sale. Oh, yeah, actually, they've missed yeah, out. They've missed out on, on 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 the you know <laughs> the lads, the lads, haven't they? <laughs> yes. Um, inter- one interesting signing I thought was uh, Bath getting uh, Joe uh, Cockenasiga from London Irish oh. on loan for the season um, because every you know everybody's been getting very excited about him again because cause, fucking, because massive because massive the will yeah. skelton um, gambit <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so it would be very interesting to see if if they can you know if bath 
can if they they get something also how does this affect Ali Brew for one well, item number one I'm not even worried no I mean he is basically like for like for Matt Banahan but probably less good in that he's a big lad yeah he's quicker than Banahan when I saw him when I yes. saw him he looked like he had a questionable amount of actual rugby talent right and I hope that that was just simply because he was young and they had a you know it was a difficult night it was freezing when I saw it, it was February it was absolutely freezing yeah. um, and just had one of those games and he is young but he is fucking big mind when you, when you get up god he's big so is Leslie Vinacolo <laughs> oh now there's no yeah. need to go there I'm just just saying big isn't always better uh, Willie I went yeah. to watch Wales versus Australia rugby league at Bridge End many moons ago Cracking, cracking venue, and, the brewery field. Yeah, and like, because of course you like stood right next to the pitch, aren't you? And Willie Mason, oh. the Australian forward, came off and walked past me. He was fucking massive, <laughs> so big, he was unbelievable. <laughs> you don't know who he's uh, looking at, but he was massive. Last time I went to the brewery field was to watch uh, Cardiff versus Swansea in the varsity game, and that was a very different kind of vibe to that. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> A hey, lot speaking more of different students, speaking of a d- different kind of vibe in rugby, it was the Army versus Navy game of the weekend, which the Army won again. Yes. Um, oh, speaking of, we're not going to talk about this too much later on, then, but the Cuthbert Police on Cup original version, the yes. Russian league starts again this week. It does. So, uh, Krasny are playing team. somebody else. <clears throat> yes. Shit, so, somebody, somebody. They're playing like Metallurg. Kiev yes, or something, which they? is exactly what a Russian rugby team should be called. I'm so on board. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued for uh, what Bath are going to do with the big lad, whose name I'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce Cock again. Cock and a Seager. Yeah, there we go. Um, and I'm also intrigued to see what Wales and Scotland do in the summer because a rare occasion where they're looking like they've got balanced squads. Let's see how that goes. Probably terribly. We'll see. That's the end of the never-ending news. <clears throat> yes. Oh, no. Is it everywhere? No. Sure. Stay and sort that out. We can have dinner another time. Amazing. Whether it's cancelled plans... <laughs> need to get in the kitchen and calm down. ...or the need for a quick, convenient distraction. Introducing Goodfellas Mini Pizzas. Four mini pizzas made with respect that cook in 11 minutes. Goodfellas Minis. Embrace the unexpected. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Shall we talk about I, what we learned from what you learned while you were asleep or jet lagged at the weekend? <laughs> yes, I, I, I got in at five o'clock on Sunday morning, so I've watched a lot of rugby now, this weekend. Obviously. This is quite old news to me, right? Because, uh-huh. to, because it happened just after, or the news of it came out just after we recorded last week, but I wanted to pick up on it anyway. What I've learned this week is that people yes. don't know what private means. <laughs> because Nick Phipps, right? Yes. Dressed up as a cow. Yes. Pissed on a bar. Yes. That's a like where the public is, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, when people say, why is he not allowed to have a private life? He is allowed to have a private life. 
piss getting your Terence out and wazzing on a bar <laughs> where other people are is not a private life. No, that's not a private matter. That's, if you want to get dressed up as a bovine creature because you and your missus are into it and piss on one another, that's a private life. But that's unbelievable. Yeah, and we're not saying he does that. Like Chuck and Wendy in Billions. If you watch Billions, yes, yes. You know, whatever you're in, whatever he Nick Phipps wants to do, urinary wise in his private life, can carry on. If he, to be honest, or costume wise as well. Yeah, if, let's not just focus he, on the if, on, if, on the mixturation. You know, it's no, yeah. If to be honest with you, if he's you know he's a rich man, he's probably got a big house. If he's got a bar in his house, which you know he might do next, you know next to a pool table, table tennis table, I don't know, whatever he's into. If he wants to get on that in a in a cow suit and take a piss on it, <laughs> abs carry the fuck more on, power mate. to you, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's, 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 there's and then you can say that's a private matter. Can you please get off yeah. my property? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you can't yeah. do. Is do it in a bar, then go. Well, you no. know, why are you being? Why am I being well, punished for it? It's private life. Equally, if any of us got up on a bar and took a piss on it, the police would probably be called for That's starters. Thing. It's a crime. I thought about that. Yeah. And... Kids might be watching. Think of the children. Yeah. In a bar and at just, night. Just... <laughs> the, the thing that fucking is absurd is he's probably going to get more punishment than is that constantly unrepentant and <laughs> never-ending doubling down Israel Folau is going to do. And it's just very silly, but you'll you'll probably get a yeah. slap on the wrist or a couple of games suspension or a big fine. And to be fair, I think he had, I think he came out and basically said, "Yeah, whatever. I pro- I yeah. definitely deserve it." I it's some of the people who are trying to sort of say, "Oh well, you know, they're not allowed to have a private life." It's not a private life. Yeah, and you're pissing in public on somebody else's no. property. <laughs> just don't do it. It's really quite well, simple. If you do it. Do the crime. Do the time. Yeah. Anyway, I want to have a bit anyway, of rant about yes. that. Yes. So, uh, what things did you I learn this week? And I, I, you and Paul might have talked about the new uh, Pro 14 TV. We did deal last week. You missed it. Last you week. missed that, boss. Um, there was also the uh, the news this week that uh, more South African teams are coming. Yes. Uh, with the Sharks apparently as as early as next season, um, which apparently was a big thing of this this deal. Uh, so yeah, for me, I learned the Pro 14 South African expansion. You know, it does make sense. It's a bigger market. Um, you know, the South African teams have, to be honest with you, quite been quite good on the whole. But we are heading towards a super rugby le- like level of unwieldy fixture slash conference fuckery. <laughs> like I don't I already don't really understand the way that it works and the way the fixtures work and all that. And then adding more teams to this going to help matters? I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think... I think that's a secondary consideration to um, the Wonga. And I understand that, but it's just like, from a fan experience, it's like, can we just not have a league that makes fucking sense first? Be excited to have the Sharks in, though, wouldn't it? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I mean, the Sharks are a team that... You, that you'd have wanted in there from the start anyway, because they're a proper fucking team. Like, with the greatest respect to the Cheaters and to the Kings. <laughs> you don't have to have great respect to the Kings, do you? No. That's no, just a but, pointless thing to do. You know, and the Cheaters have basically got no players left now because everyone has left. Um, <laughs> but... They're going to sign the Kings' entire squad. Well, they're going to have to. There's nobody else left. The, the Kings are going to sign a load of, like, arthritic hyenas and they'll probably still play gonna... better. How is this going to work? You know, are the Sharks... The Sharks will continue to play in Super Rugby, but then the Sharks, as in the Curry Cup team, 
I guess, or a different Sharks will play in the Pro 14. Well, I got confused because I it said, no fucking well, sense. what's this all about? And then Ben Coles, who's, you know, worked in South Africa <laughs> and, and mm. writes the Telegraph now, I think, lovely guy, Ben, actually. Yeah. Um, he's, he came back, so this has been the plan all along, and shared a story that I think he wrote last year. Yes, they Talking, want two teams. They want two, they want effectively two Springbok teams, one mm. with teams that are based playing in Europe and one with the teams that are in the Super Rugby to stop the kind of travelling problems. And It's Fucking insane. Bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing that this Pro 14 TV deal made me learn, actually, is that Wales potentially now having two Premier League football clubs in the same season that regional rugby disappears from mainstream terrestrial TV for the first time ever could be a bad thing for the regions. I don't think that... I don't... (laughs) That disappearing off territory, I don't think that those things are not related. I think having two Premiership football teams will fuck you up anyway. Well, exactly. It's already bad. And then you well, just go, well, here's, or not, here's what limited visibility you have. Just get rid of all that. And so let's just make you even more of an afterthought than you already are. And maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm probably going to... I, don't, give... I doubt that, though, Josh. No, that no, was a sound. I'm rarely, that I'm was rarely a sound ever wrong. No, um... I'm def, you know, I'm probably going to give Premier Sports a, a season to prove me wrong, and see how it goes. Well, but... I understand right. You know, when they sort of remember when Sky had everything, and they yes. said our ah, competition, so they split it all, everything up like the football, everything up into all these packages. Mm. Mm. But then Sky never reduced their price, did they? No. Nope. So all they did was effectively say, if you want to watch all the sport you were watching before, it'll cost you probably two and a half times as much as it was costing you. Yeah. But I suppose you could choose not to buy all those packages, but I still don't see how it benefits the sports fan. But no, and that is the inherent problem with all of this pay TV to in and froing is that, as ever, the person that suffers is the fan. And, you know, well, maybe Premier Sports will make a good job of it, but it's still going to cost it me It is actually going to be in HD, apparently. That's been confirmed. Apparently so. Which still no app, I don't fuck, think. Thank fuck for that. How hard can it be to build an app these days? Can't uh, you just pay some lad who sits in his jammers all day to do it? You'd Surely. think so, wouldn't you? Literally, somebody in his house can do it. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, yeah. I I've not been very impressed with what I've seen of Premier Sports's rugby coverage so far. Admittedly, that was like conference level rugby league or whatever it is they've got at the moment, um, and it looks like it's been filmed in the 1970s. I assume they're going to go slightly bigger. For professional rugby, but we'll see. But I think we um, talked about this last week, where he's, um, I was saying, and he sort of agreed, I think, that there's an acceptance, like rugby league, there's an acceptance of you've got <laughs> the number of fans you're going to get generally. It might sway mm. 5% here and there, but this is what mm. you've got. So actually, it's about leveraging the money you can get from them. I see modern day rugby in many ways a bit like religion. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting, in, in Western Europe, you're not getting many new takers. So basically, the people who are already fans and the children they give birth to are the only people that are going to keep this going. Yeah. It's like the Catholic Church, basically. It, it, you it, heard it, it here first. It's effectively like people who buy monthly paper magazines. It's like you're sort of... <laughs> it's related to things we can, we can, yeah. we can relate to for our lives. Yeah. things are my direct job. Um, <laughs> eventually, you know, there's an acceptance that the people who buy magazines are going to die because young people don't really buy them and there's a sort of there's a there's probably a, a finite point where it's not going to be the case anymore and and rugby's probably got that as well the problem is that rugby likes to convince itself that it isn't that 
rugby likes to convince itself that it's somehow capable of growing into this fucking global behemoth mega sport, and I genuinely don't think it can. How I think many sports have done that? UFC, football, UFC. I mean, recently, how many new sports or sports have managed to expand in such a football's always been enormous? They were they had it yeah. so, they've had it sewn up years ago. You've yeah. got UFC. You've yeah. got 2020 cricket, which you could argue is not even a new sport anyway. It just, nope. you know, they just, yeah. So... That's, got, that's got big by tapping into an absolutely ginormous billion-person market that already Which already loved cricket that no, anyway. They just found nobody, that they finally cracked nobody, it. Yeah, they found a way to make them pay for it. And rugby just doesn't have that. And we've, yeah. we've, we're bald men fighting over a comb, rugby, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Finance-wise in rugby, and if you make more money, I say the Pro 14 fucking go for it because yeah, it'll keep the, wall, yeah. keep the wall from the door. And yeah, let's, let's make some money for the next two years and then see how we yeah, get on. See how we get on. Anyway, uh, anyway, what else did we learn from the weekend? Speaking of Pro 14, yes, cheaters. Uh, they need a home playoff if they're going to have God, a chance with everything, anything, do. don't they? Good Lord. Well, they also they also need to not be, have been playing for effectively two years and look just fucking knackered and just wanting it all to finish and end. <laughs> don't give me the ball. That reminds me <laughs> when I went on a, a, a end-of-season tour to Dublin and our scrum half came off. It was a sevens tournament, I think. And our scrum half came off and they said, you're going to have to go back on because such and such is injured. And he went, I'm going back on, but I won't tackle anybody and I won't be tackled. <laughs> so basically, he went back on and just every time he got the ball, he just launched it. And it was like, that made me realise, well, that's probably how the cheaters feel right now. I'm not running, I'm not being tackled and I'm not tackling no. anybody. And if the ball comes to me, I'm just going to throw it on the floor. And there was that as well, yeah. Wasn't <laughs> Brilliant. Um, things that I learned, uh, Saracens have got that look about them again, haven't they? Yeah, there's, that's the thing with the playoff thing. There's this time in your run thing, isn't it? Wasp did it really yeah. well for years. They yeah. don't do it anymore. But that's... Nope. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, fair play. Wasps put in a very good performance to take care of Newcastle, but but he still really let them back Gloucester, in, didn't they? Gloucester were obviously sort of looking towards the Challenge Cup final on Friday, but the way Saris just went through the gears in the second half and just demolished them, it was ominous. Let's face it. It was, um, and um, and yeah, Wasps keep letting teams back in, so I can't mm-hmm. see them going to Saracens and getting anything at all in no, a couple of weeks. Uh, one thing from that game as well, it did remind and reinforce the notion that the two best English qualified fullbacks in the Premiership are not the guy currently wearing the shirt. Like, if Eddie Jones doesn't take Alex Good and Jason Woodward to South Africa, he's mental. He won't. He won't take no, Danny Cipriani no, either. He's arguably one of the no. players of the season. Yeah, although Danny Cipriani potentially backing up Finn Russell at Racing 92 next year would be peak-level, <laughs> exciting but flaky fly-off batshittery, let's face it. One of them could play 12. Hang on. Oh, now listen to good. this. You can have Machino. <laughs> yes. Finn Russell at 10. Cipriani at 12. Vaca Tower yeah. at 13. Yeah. Teddy Tomar at whatever wing. Yeah. Wan him off, is he there? Maybe. Who knows? Can't yeah. remember. Say he is. <laughs> Let's just say he is, yeah. <laughs> whoever else at fullback. I can't remember, but it'll just be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, they got, I'm sure they got somebody else who's insane. Sure, let me have a look. Racing 92. Who? Who's insane? I mean, they've got Joe Rockathoko, don't forget. He can't he's still a, be there. He's still there. He's still going. Good man. They've got Pat Lambie. He's a, he's not really insane. He's no. just kind of like... Oh, he's just a bit chubby. Yeah. 
which is not the same thing at all. It's really not. It's really not the same. As I've discovered as I'm heading into my 40s. <laughs> uh, who else? Are we? Uh, yeah, they got one him off. They got Junoku. They got back to Bryce Doolan. They've got Bryce yeah, Doolan. He's yeah, he's, yeah he's, got, he's always good for a complete meltdown, isn't he, at some yeah. point? So, yeah, that was well, So, what great. we're saying is that basically, Rassing, I know he's probably going to end up in a stad, but. Please, Rassing, for all of us <laughs> who it. enjoy do it, do it, do it. mercurial, insane fly-offs, fucking do it. Did uh, we learn anything else? Yes, I learned that Todd Blackadder is a very, very lucky man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Needed a bonus point win and for neither Gloucester or Sale to either win or get bonus points on the final day to sneak in at the Champions Cup and likely save his job, and they did it. Mainly on the back of Matt Banahan being fucking... Weirdly amazing as he has been he has, for the last be, couple of weeks. Has, well, he has been for the last couple of seasons, actually. All my yeah. long-running jokes about him is well, it's it's the sort of, their uncharacteristic tightness about him could look very silly next year. I just kind of think there's something else going on. I, mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, he's a legend. I don't know why he'd want to leave. I imagine he lives local and all that kind it's of stuff. 40k. Apparently, Gloucester offered him 40k more than what Bath are prepared to offer him, which is not chump change by any stretch. Apparently, what but... length was the was because that's the thing with Nicky Gonover, I think. Yeah, I think he was offered true. maybe a year by Leicester, and Newcastle said, We'll give you three. Ah, I you see. know, because but still, like, it could have been given how much Bath are likely to spend on other players to fill that void. You think that 40k might have been quite a prudent investment or if that was it? You just move Bruin one permanently, job, yeah, job done. They never say no Banahan, no clue, do they? They don't, do they? No. And there's a reason no. for that. No. Um, yeah, do, I mentioned Wasps before, but as I said, I learned this weekend, Wasps are still a very bizarre team this year. And, on no and sense. off the field. It's all, in, it's all gone batshit Yeah, it's there. all gone a bit weird, isn't it? Is, and it in the part, same... is it bad for me to feel a little bit of schadenfreude um, about the fact that this wonderful move was meant to sort out everything in their lives and that's why it had to be done and Haskell had to face down fans and say, look, you know, you listen to me and I know what I'm talking about. And then it doesn't seem to be quite as fucking rosy as it was all painted out to be. No. I don't want Wasps to be in the shit. Don't get me wrong. No, but there is a certain element of they MK Don's did. They franchise They did it. And they did it to basically get some land that they could flog. And the rugby team was very much, you know, that was very obvious. It's like the fucking Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, widely reported at the time. You know, Wasps moved to the Rico and bought the Rico because there's loads of development land around the Rico that they can sell and make a fuckload of money off. You know, I can understand that. I can understand them trying that. What I could never quite understand was the tacit acceptance of the rugby public who were meant to be so very different to football and Mm. we have different values and different morals. Oh, you want to pick up an entire club and fuck it off somewhere else? Yeah, no, that's no problem, that. Yeah, and it was weird, wasn't it? And and I think we we both agree we don't want anything bad to happen to Wasps or to their fans. No, and they have picked up new fans there and they have been doing a lot of community work. I know a guy who lives down in Sutton Coalfield and they've been doing loads of work around Birmingham and stuff. But Coventry are sneaking up. They're talking about building a new stadium, aren't they? They are, yeah. Weirdly. Another, but, another Butts Arena. Never get tired of saying that. Oh, you lived um, in Coventry. I always forget I that, I did live I? in Coventry. Yes, there's a pub uh, down the bottom of the, the road that I used to go to college on called the Butts Retreat, which uh, had the E of the uh, retreat 
pulled off it, so it just said butts are treat. <laughs> which... <laughs> That's so juvenile for something. Genuinely funny. one of my favourite things I've ever seen in my life. Um, Final thing that I learned, Quinn's are a fucking disaster. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever fucking high-flying Kiwi coach they've got the All Blacks are going to give them, plus whatever <laughs> All Blacks they're going to give them, cannot come so Unless they give them all the All Blacks and Steve Hansen. I, they've got a lot of fucking work to do. God bless it's, them. Yeah, it's not been good, is it? Chris Robshaw looks really fed up, even more yeah. so than usual. He has yeah. that kind of emotionless look on his face. He looks yeah. even worse. He looks. He has the same look. He had the same look on him after that game on Saturday as he did after the World Cup, <laughs> where it was just like. Can you all just fuck off and leave me alone, What did he say did after that? He went home and drew the curtains on his house for about three weeks. And yeah. He just sat in the dark. Fucking That's hell. basically going to be his Quinn's summer if he, when he's not off with England, I think. He's just going to dread going back to Twickenham. It's Adam Jones, I feel for, though. A man that jolly does not deserve to be put through this shit. <laughs> well, the, reason, the only reason why he's jolly is because he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck do I Whatever. care. Indeed. Um, Anything yes. else? Uh, no, I think that's okay. that's pretty much me. While you're on holiday, mm. um, I had to take my 13-year-old Fiat Punto, uh, a thousand cc's Quality. of Italian mayhem, by the way. Quality car. Quality um, car. To the garage, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was Active sat- sport, is it? Hmm? Active sport, is it? No. Nah. Uh, it's whatever the shittest one is. Nah, I see. <laughs> the, um, it's silver with four doors and a lot of character. <laughs> so anyway, we went to... Um, I went in. You know, you have to sit in that waiting room that they always have in garages, oh, where there's always a 1980s yes. coffee machine that doesn't work, yes. and it's like still, the only and it's still fifteen where they still pence. Exist. Yeah, it's still fifteen yeah. for a clicks coffee, yeah. whatever it is. I'm sat there reading the paper, and then none other than all-round people pleaser Stephen Jones, the journalist, comes in. Well, well. Yeah. I thought you'd have someone to do that for yeah, him. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Mm. So he comes in. He walks up to the desk. Uh, the lad behind the jump very pleasantly says, uh, "Can I help you, sir?" Stephen says, why would I want your fucking help, you bastard? I've got 15 fucking awards. He said, but, well, you've just come in here, so I thought you'd want me to help you. He says, I'm not fucking talking to you anymore. You're a fucking non-entity. Get me someone of the requisite gravitas, will you? He says, all right, I'll get, I'll get the manager. Paul. Paul, the manager, comes out. He says, hello, uh, I'm Paul. What, what's, what's the problem? Uh, he says, hello, mate. I'm Paul. What's the problem? He's, Stephen says, I'm not your mate. Actually, I'm not anyone's mate. But I'm, I'm not going to get into that now. The problem is, is that this fucking no-mark amateur thinks I need help, which I don't. Not from the likes of him. I've won 52 awards. He said, and he goes, okay, sir, is it something with your car? He says, yeah. I was listening to one of my old podcasts in my car, noting the high quality of my na- the high quality nature of my observations when I heard a knocking sound coming from the engine. It's unquestionably the back wheels that are causing the problem. He says, "Well, yeah, at least at least he knows what he's going in there for, you know." Yeah, he says, he's... "He says, well, Paul says, well, Paul said, I'm still looking for behind the paper." Paul says, "It's unlikely to be the back wheels, sir, given the sounds coming from the engine." He says, "Who the bastard fuck do you think you are?" I've got 157 awards for my beautifully crafted, crafted and entirely correct opinions, whereas you work in a fucking garage. <laughs> he says, I'm not trying to be difficult, sir, honestly. I just, I just, I just want to help. But unless you want... I said, I'm fucking done talking to you. He says, I want Stuart Barnes here to talk this through with right now like I was on the podcast in the car. 
He says, well, Stuart Barnes doesn't work here, sir, I'm afraid. He says, why, why are you still fucking talking to me? I finished with you. I've got 1,386 awards. How dare you speak to me and continue to speak talking to me like this? Then I'm thinking, oh, shit, this is going to go off here. Yeah. Then I hear the sound of what sounds like a police siren approaching from the distance. You know that sound oh, you get? It's yeah. kind of going whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's getting nearer and nearer. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> And the, the door bursts open, skateboard rolls in, you know what it is, don't you? It's Hugo. Of course I do, yes. He says, okay, my brethren. He says, I've got he says, I've got a small drifting left problem with me front truck's on the board, innit? Like Ben Young's at the back of the rock, eh? Am I wrong? Up top. Whoop, whoop. Harlequins. <laughs> he turns around to see Stephen Jones stood there. He goes, big Steve, heavy Steve, heavy Steve and the boys. What's the tape, fam? Whoop, whoop, Harlequins. He says, Ugo, tell this bastard I've won 5,000 awards, will you? <laughs> he says, safe, my brethren. Listen, fam, the Stevenator here, he's the main man when it comes to knowing the shiz. Like me when I lays down the massive tactics screen action, innit? Whoop, whoop, Harlequins. He says, this Titan over here, he's won... He, remind, me of, remind me of the awards digits again, dude. He says, I've won 164,000 awards. <laughs> <laughs> 164,000, you hear me? That's like the number of times I've popped an ollie today plus the tries I scored for my beloved Harlequins. Whoop, whoop, Harlequins, you feel me? Paul says, <laughs> Paul, the manager's getting a bit fed up by now, right? And he says... I, who can fucking blame I know, yeah, sorry I this mean... is so long. He said... He said <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, listen, I'm simply trying to ascertain what the problem with your vehicle is, sir. He goes, What? That's a fucking teen. Big fucking words now, is it? Clever bastard, eh? Well, I'm not staying here letting pond-level so-called writer like you give me your unqualified opinion. Good fucking day. Come on, you go. Let's go and shout at people on the bus home. My car's fucked. The back wheels keep knocking. <laughs> and Paul goes, sir, it's unlikely to be the back wheels. Oh, oh, just forget it. It's fine. Goodbye. Not worth it. And Hugo says, but... I can't go on the bus. I've got my board, fam. And Steve says, oh, fuck off then. And he storms off. Off he went out of the shop. I My punto gets fixed up. Nothing too serious. I wandered out later and basically heard his voice coming out from a subway, fucking screaming at a bloke who just asked him what sauce he wanted. This is the problem. When, when you hold too forthrightly to your opinions, like Stephen Jones does, you know, it just... It causes you problems in everyday life, doesn't it? But you can admire yeah. the fact that he stands by what he believes in and you know yeah, wants to absolutely. wants to figure things out himself. But you Rock know, solid faith in in what he believes, and <laughs> many people would laud that, and many people would say he's insane. <laughs> and I mean, if that that little exchange showed me anything, is that I totally respect everything that he says, and he's clearly a man of great principle. 164,000 awards. What can you say? That's a lot of awards. I mean, I, I like the, I, I deeply hope that Ugo has, you know, when he's not on his skateboard and he's driving the Range Rover that he's definitely paid to drive around, uh, that the horn is literally just whoop whoop harlequins. Whoop whoop. When I went to... If it's um... not... Then he's missed the trick. When I before anyone has a go at me, when I went to BT's, I've probably told you this. When I went to BT Sport Rugby tonight at the BT mm. Studio, I am not joking. Ugo was riding round on a skateboard in the green room. That is not a joke. He was actually doing that. 
that's why he obviously had the skateboard when I saw him, when I actually definitely saw him in the garage yes, last week. Exactly. Obviously, this isn't the first time you've seen him with. I love when I I've I've met Duke in one year like twice, and I didn't see him in a skateboard on those occasions. <laughs> but he was doing his incredibly well-paid, you know, after dinner comparing type things. So they probably just say, "Look, you go." You know, back in his yard ex- in his crib we'll give, at BT, he's more comfortable we'll you, there. We'll give you an extra ten percent if you leave the fucking skateboard at home, mate. <laughs> well, you know, right then, should we move on to shit good? I'm yes. finished because you know I'm not sure where that went then, to be honest. But <laughs> went to a very old place. Um, good then. Y- yes. Okay. Good. Good. El Haguares. Yeah. I was fucking right, wasn't I? You were not right. Only, not only did they beat those two Australian teams, they beat the Blues last week, and now they've beaten the Chiefs in New Zealand. They're actually legit. They are. Yeah, Adam uh, Adam on Twitter, who Adam35, who was he called, said good was a Jaguar winning away in New Zealand again. A strong yeah. Argentina will make for a much more entertaining World Cup and yeah. once again, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. But yes, <laughs> but they look like they're building towards the World Cup, which fair play. Uh, other good to me, Steph Evans. He's not always been on fire this year, but God, he when he's on handed, it, he? he does things. Lovely try, that, wasn't he? Yeah, equally Simon Zebo when he's on one, yeah. fucking hell, he's good. Look, Munster are going to miss that occasional creating magic out of absolutely fuck all that he does um, and he did very well against Edinburgh with that chip and gather and pass and, you know, fabulous stuff uh, speaking of Munster actually JJ hmm. Hanrahan remember him yes played second fiddle to Lazarus like Ian Keatley this year but after a few a few weeks you know Van Grand went wasn't with... that after he'd done second fiddle to Stephen Myler at, uh, yeah he likes playing second fiddle it's his, his, his chosen uh, instrument but uh, yeah, he controlled. He's, Van Graan picked him against Edinburgh, and he was excellent. He controlled the game of ten. He helped them weather the storm when it looked like yeah, Edinburgh were really coming back, back into they? it. You know, it's 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 there's a proper fly half controversy in Munster again, which I mean is definitely going to be good for the team because what a team needs is no stability at halfback. But hey ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else? Have, what have I got? That's good. I don't speak French, right? Mm-hmm. But that video of a Rolion Rougerie oh, on his last game with his kids, dry eye. you know, looking, you know, looking as much like Desert Orchid as he ever did. <laughs> Four hundred and nineteen games he's played for Claremont. Four hundred and nineteen. It's like and other like one club people have played like two hundred odd clubs uh, games, which is astonishing in itself. Yeah, and not only that, he started playing for Claremont. Mm. At, when they were called something else. <laughs> yeah, well, he start, technically started playing for them like when he was in the minis and the juniors in 1985. Wow. Like, that's as old as I am. But he's him having play- a big cry was play- wonderful. It was wonderful. And, yeah, you know, just you won't see his like again. No, you won't. And what was great was, then, of course, they cut to the actual squad and Morgan Parra was crying, but in only the, the way Morgan Parra could. Yeah, an insouciant An insouciant cry is one perfectly formed T-year-old down yeah. his cheek. Whereas, Whereas as you... Lopez was <laughs> just <laughs> full-on fucking yeah. blubbing. He was probably about to get the full snot on the go and everything, yeah. Camille Lopez. Proper he? ugly cry, and <laughs> who can blame him? Um, yeah, it, an absolute legend of the game. Of all the... You know, lots of great players 
retired or played their final games last weekend. But uh, how old was Rudy now? Thirty-eight. Uh, he's thirty-seven, I think. Thirty-seven. So yeah, he's been playing in a Claremont team since he was like five. Which, Amazing. Yeah. I also love the fact that his his dad was a prop, and his yes. mum played basketball for France. And that yes. means he's the absolute perfect mix of both his parents. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. just something so beautifully DNA perfect about that that you splice together a prop and a basketball player and you get that. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't his dad like the mayor of uh, Claremont Ferrand or something like that as oh, well? Probably. Just to make it even more like fucking ridiculously, you know. Well, when they did that, um, there's, there's a. There's a you can get it on YouTube. Somebody showed pointing me in a direction. It's called the greatest, tra- the toughest trade. It was an RTE mm. thing that AI, the, the Irish bank did, and it was where players went from one sport to another. Oh yes, because Shane Williams went. Shane and played, Williams played uh, GAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a lad who went to play GAA in. The GAA lad went to Claremont. Oh, okay. And he was sat in a bar with Rougerie. And what was interesting was that with the GAA lads, I don't know much about GAA, really. I enjoy watching it, but the GAA yeah. lads, they don't leave the town where they're from, and the whole the whole pride for them is playing for their county and playing for yeah. their village club or town club and going to the county, and that's what it's all about. Mm. And he couldn't quite get his head around that rugby players are professionals and go all over the yeah. place. But then when he was chatting with Rougie, he was going, oh, yeah, I can really understand. Rougie was the guy he kind of got that he'd never left Claremont. This, yeah. this guy he played for... I think he played for Donegal or something, this guy, I can't remember. But they basically just cut, they're like that. They start off in the junior team at their village and then they end up playing for Donegal, you know, and they don't, yeah. there's no transfers. They don't go anywhere. They just stay at home. <laughs> and that's the thing that, it's like, Rougerie has frequently been an absolute bastard on the field. And he could come across as a bit of a prick. And he However, was a bit limited for a while. When he was playing he was, centre you know, international level, it was... Yeah. But there's just something about him that I just like him, and I've always liked him because because of that, because of this. Yeah, I'm playing for this team that I literally started playing before I, you know, can even barely pick up a rugby ball, and I've literally stayed here, and I've never given any thought to go anywhere else, and that's lovely, and that's hmm. never going to happen again. <laughs> like, no, no professional rugby player will ever play 13 years for one team again I don't think no and if they do they sure as hell won't get bloody 417 appearances out of it 419 sorry yeah yeah. so what else have we got that's good Graham Golding got in touch on Twitter he said good it's cockers we've produced some utter dog shit at Edinburgh over the years under Bradley <laughs> and Solomons he said but all this team now needs now is a small intimate stadium and there'll be a proper rugby force he said, also good, was Stuart McAnally getting the captaincy for Scotland Summer Tour? Yes, it was. <laughs> the black, Lots of Edinburgh coming through. The Black and Red got in touch, Edinburgh fan page, at Blood and Mud, and said, good is that feeling I have at the moment where I'm actually upset that the season has ended for us, <laughs> rather than relieved that the pain has finally come to an end. <laughs> Can't wait for next season. Then he said, hashtag, it's the hope that kills you. Yes, have you learned nothing? The Black yeah. and Red. It's... Jamie O'Connell got in touch, and he said that, good or shit, whichever way you look at it, is, is that we, uh, Paddy Jackson and Olding, finally discovering that there's a line that even Stephen Diamond won't cross. <laughs> Yet. I've actually, though, I don't think, I think he'd have been quite happy to cross it. It was the main yes. club sponsor who came out and said, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, 
an unedifying yeah. incident. Can't be asked to get into se- it. No, and a series of unedifying incidents. But uh, and then uh, Ennis Ian said, but painful to admit is that as an Edinburgh fan, it has to be Zebo. Yeah, we've mentioned that one. Interestingly, did you see? We're going on to shit now, and I'll pick this up in shit. Mm. Um, did you see the sale official Twitter account having to go at Leicester for letting the camera's name now the Leicester player take the conversion in his final game? Uh, no, I didn't see that. And then obviously everyone reminded them that they let Jason Robinson take a conversion in his final game when he was uh-huh. playing for sale. Uh-huh. Also, but also it reminded me, I think, and I don't know if this is true, he's correct, but I think they've got rid of their PR and press guy and Steve Diamond's lad is now in charge of the Oh, of the press. Because the stuff. guy who used to do sales PR has been there for fucking ages. Dave he... Swanton, yeah. Yes. I've met him. He, I went to it on a press thing there one when me and JB. That was not long after that JB got banned. But, uh, <laughs> but Dave Swanton, not, not, not a lot of people, well, a lot of people got frustrated with him, shall we say, but he's gone now from there. Because obviously I think he's, he's diamonds had enough of him and flirted him off. Wow. So, yeah, so anyway, what, what have we got this it's, year? It's the sale for all of the progress they've undoubtedly made. They're they're getting a bit of a Banana Republic vibe about them, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, massively getting a bit. <laughs> they really are. Steve Diamond's going to come out dressed as Idi Amin one week, and then you'll know it's uh, completely all over. Five hundred medals on a big hat. <laughs> Thing is, that will absolutely a hundred percent happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Like he will literally just somehow jettison the AJ Bell from the rest of the British Isles and have it sort of floating 17 miles off the coast over the Manchester Shipping Canal and yeah it's it's just it's something very weird about it all it always reminds me when, when Ceausescu's reign came to an end in, in <laughs> Romania when he was given a press conference everyone was jeering him telling him to fuck off basically and he kind of beckoned to his private guard to get rid of these people they all literally kind of looked at him and just shrugged, shrugged their shoulders <laughs> just saying yeah I'm not doing that anymore mate and he immediately went upstairs to the helicopter to try to escape and in the end got <laughs> and then as, as they were leaving some Romanian press got hold of him and said you know You've embezzled all the country's funds. You've got gold yeah. taps in your house and gold bathrooms while people are starving. What have you yeah. got to say for yourself? And Mrs. Ceausescu said, don't talk to these parasites, Nikolai. We only answer to the working class, not these people. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you've got gold fucking bathrooms and they're all starving. <laughs> That's your socialism for you right there. Yeah. See, what do you think about yeah. that? That yeah. and Norwegian Airlines, then you'll know. Yeah, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, anyway, what have we got? This? Are we on shit now? Oh, yes. I'll tell I'm, you what's shit. Say what's shit. Me having fucking borderline hysteria all the way through this. <laughs> yeah, but go on, I'm shit, the but... one who's got jet lag. Though. You're supposed <laughs> to be the one who's like vaguely... I'm giddy. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's shit. World Series rugby. The Western Force... Uh, came back from the grave this weekend, beating Fiji Warriors, whoever they are, in the <laughs> inaugural game of uh, what, billionaire backer. What, what's World Series rugby? What have I exactly. missed? It's, it's billionaire backer Andrew Forrest's World Series rugby, which is basically his way of saying, well, fuck you if I can't have a super rugby team, I'll create my own league, um, which he has done. Um, I'm very oh, happy that people... The Perth... Oh, the Western Force guy, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm with yes, you now. Yeah. I'm back yeah. in the room. I'm, I'm very happy the people of Perth have got their rugby team back. But honestly, the, like, the, the rule changes in this fucking thing he's done to make it more exciting make me want to do a sick in my mouth. <laughs> because it's basically turned the sport into something, some sort of weird fucking 
genetic experiment that melds rugby league and T20 cricket. So scrums can only take a minute maximum, and then it's a penalty to the team that put it in if it takes any longer than that. Can't say that'd be abused. That's open to massive abuse. (laughs) Um, They've got rolling subs um, to try and increase ball in play time, which is definitely not going to lead to bigger hits, more dangerous injuries, all that sort of stuff. Um, And the worst part of all, power tries. Right, Worth nine points. Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. If a move starts inside your own 22 and it leads to a try, that try is instantly worth seven points with a chance of getting another two from the conversion. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just everything that I hate about T20 cricket, all of the fucking unnecessary raz we've got... The worst part is World Rugby has signed off on these rule tweaks as a sort of experimental see how it goes. That reminds thing. me of Mar- Stop fucking about with the game, you absolute shower of twat. <laughs> like, it's fine. Rugby is fine. Stop trying to fucking yeah. turn We've all it got into some, fucking... We all get fed up with it rugby. some weeks, but honestly, it's fine. It's fine. It's not... Don't turn it... Stop. It's not fucking Space Jam. Just fucking. Oh, that reminds me when Mars. Do you remember when they, they hosted? They tried to host cricket in the Millennium Stadium. Do you remember that? Yes. With a roof on, and you got like ten points if you hit the roof and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And oh, also, bats. Martin Crow, the New Zealand batsman, tried to create a thing called Cricket Max, where if you hit like a six through a certain like fence bit, you got an extra twelve or something. Fuck knows. It was a disaster. But um, in a way, with all, all of that in the fucking. <laughs> And it's never ever. You know what it is. You know what this smells like, don't you? It's Jai from Mad Men. Jai Fucking absolutely is. Some advertising agencies gone. We'll take all your fucking money off you, Mister yeah. Forrest. No problem. Yeah. yeah, we can design a campaign that'll make this work. No problem. Fucking <laughs> hell. God, it's like, what is wrong with people? Why? Why are they so convinced that rugby is in some way broken? It's fine. It's, it's got flawed, problems. but it's not broken. It's flawed, but it's excellent because of its flaws. Whoa, Stop trying to turn it, it. Stop trying to turn it into fucking rugby league. Rugby league's fine. Rugby league exists. Stop making rugby union rugby league or cricket <laughs> or fucking the NFL A or basketball or baseball. Power or try. fucking UF's power tries. It just makes you think of players with big massive air and loads of air spray like in Yeah. Can you, uh, power, the power Anything that has power at the beginning is a bad idea. Power try. Power metal's terrible. Power metal is terrible. Sorry, friend of the pod, Adam Reese. <laughs> oh, it is. It's terrible. Fucking is, mate. You know it. Deep down, you fucking know it. It really power upsets bad. me that Maiden ended up being the kind of precursor to power metal. It really upsets me a lot. Power ballads. Power ballads are awful. Again, sorry, Adam Reese. Um, <laughs> Some of them are all right. Some of them are all right. But yeah, uh, put power in front of things. If you try and market something by putting power in front of it, it usually yeah. doesn't end well. Power aid, that stuff's horrible. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. What else have um, we got? Power to the people, that's never worked. <laughs> not in a widespread sort of direction. No, not really. Maybe on a couple no. of rallies here and there, but that's about it. Power rangers, like they were shit. They were rubbish, yeah. Yeah. Utterly um, unconvincing monsters. Everything about yeah, it was rubbish. Yeah, genuinely terrible. Um, you know. No, I, what I, about I, you lot out there? Can you think of some things that begin with power that are rubbish to prove our point? 
Max Power, the magazine. That was shit. Yeah. Tits and cars, no point. <laughs> Tits in cars, more like. Eh? Yeah. Oh, what up? Up a chumpa. Yeah, so uh, anyway, should we go on to good? Yeah, no, we've um, done good. Shit. Good shit, this, yeah. Come, that was come from the shit, shit power. Oh, God, you were, you've, been, you've been bottling that up for a while, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Neil Webber got in right. touch on Twitter, at Blood and Mud, and he said, shit is banana hana hana han having to having a try chalked off to stop him getting to 100 for bath. That is a bit harsh. It's fucking rough, then, isn't it? I mean, the game was won. And um, yeah. and Fallout and his bosses for not properly censoring him first time. Yeah, it's even... It's basically is a... A, a fucking textbook example of what happens if you indulge somebody with a shit opinion. You know what? They they double down and they keep doing it and they feel emboldened to yeah. continue I to mean, make I mean, we their indulge each opinions. other, but we've got fantastic exactly. opinions. So. Exactly. Our opinions are great. <laughs> I don't say anybody's going to hell. <laughs> except poss... No, I'm not going to. Um, except possibly power tries. <laughs> <laughs> the flather got in touch on Twitter at Blood and Mud and he said shit. And I don't get this right. He said, shit, is my uni putting on one of my final year exams during the Champions Cup final? That is harsh. Now, rugby's changed a lot. Uh, sorry, university's changed a lot since I was there. If they're doing exams on a Saturday. Saturday, that is harsh. Have that you is... got? Is it some kind of engineering thing or you have to go out into the public and do it or something? Let us know, at Blood and Mud. It seems cruel and unusual, and I think you're Saturday entitled. Exams. I think you're entitled to sort of apply for some sort of... Uh, whatever they Exemption. call that dispensation Special yeah from the pope yeah yeah uh, shit for me australian super rugby teams have now lost 38 straight games against new zealand teams even argentinian two teams years. have beaten even, even the sunwolves have beaten a new zealand team in that <laughs> that's time that's true yeah yeah and yeah. The, the fucking the best one the waratahs the best australian team couldn't beat the fucking blues at home and everyone beats the Blues. Exactly. I mean, part of me thinks that's karma because it was his his first game back and I hope he never wins a game of rugby again. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's not good, is it? It's not a good look for, you know, supposedly the sort of... Hey, no wonder they're all dressed up as cows and pissing everywhere because yeah. of that kind of record. Exactly. Even, even, even David Pocock coming back hasn't fixed it. No, which so that, if, which if means there's only one thing that can fix it. Aled Brew needs to be signed by somebody. Yeah, or Quay Cooper needs to come back to the big time. One of the two. One of the two. Although apparently Israel follows off to the Reds next year. So, uh, well, is he now? Interesting. Well, he's gone. Going to go somewhere. Off to the bloody Red Hot Poker Brigade, more like. Hey, I'm on fire. Uh, yeah. uh, what else we got to shit? Yes. I've got Gaz on Twitter got in touch and he said, shit, is the stream of worrying news coming from Wasp's refinances? <clears throat> I hope they haven't fucked it up at all spectacularly. Has the smell yeah. of a potential collapse? It does. It does. I hope it doesn't because, as we've said before, it's all going pretty well up there. Yeah, and it's one of those things where... And they are a big rugby... old name. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to... They are, and rugby finances are a fucking mess all over. Let's be honest. So <laughs> we don't need any more of this shit. Uh, what have I got? Van Gogh four got in touch on Twitter, and he mm. said shit. In a particular, I like Van Gogh because he comes up with particularly <coughs> salty tweets. He said shit is the tribalism in Welsh rugby. Yes. Everyone's slating everyone else's players because they want theirs in. 
Full stop, fucking backward shit houses. Full stop. <laughs> That's the kind of tweet we like. Up your game, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, also shit is Johnny Sexton's got an idea in his head that he's going to play until he's 40. Scoring exclusively power tries. Yeah, apparently Stuart Lancaster's got him obsessed with Tom Brady, uh, famously still the best QB in the NFL at 41. Did you um, see what he, had, what he was wearing at the weekend, by the way? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, well, he is a man who goes to obsessive lengths uh, to keep his body healthy, including uh, $300 athlete pajamas. Um, that's a real Which thing. Definitely a thing. Um, Not at all a Swiss. They are 100% a thing. They are also 100% a Swiss. Um, <laughs> Uh, and will not eat any sugar or any processed food, and basically just seems to live a really depressing life aside from his Brazilian supermodel girlfriend and his massive mansion with millions it, yeah. of dollars and the fact that he's the best QB in the history of the NFL. Aside from that, um, yeah, seriously, Johnny, don't do it, mate. A fly-off in rugby takes so much more punishment than an NFL quarterback, and given your history, particularly your head injury history, have a great career, play for a couple of more years, knock it on the head while you've still got all your faculties and you can still walk, mate. Don't play until you're 41. Just don't. Last shit on Twitter is uh, that, where's the beef? Got in touch all the way from America. How are you doing? Mm. He said shit. We've already said it, but he's re- he, nothing wrong with hammering it home again. He said shit is that Israel Folau refusing to let sleeping dogs lie. Yes. just yeah. At least just wind your neck in. That's a good grace to do it. Anyway, have you got anything mm. else? No, I think it's probably best to leave it I there. I think it really is best that we stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yes, haven't you missed us? Um, don't forget, you. we've got our bonus episodes, if nobody, if you haven't listened to it yet, which is the yeah. Rugby History first episode and also an interview with Mike Bubbins, which I enjoyed enormously doing, by the way. Incredibly funny, incredibly interesting. I just man. said something every 10 minutes and then just sat back and listened to him because he is a, yeah. an entertaining guy. Uh, and also, if you've got any suggestions of people who you yeah, think we should talk yeah. to. We and, want interesting you know. stories from any level of the game. I've already had a listener who has been in touch with me. He sounds like he has got some very interesting stories. I'm going to be So keep your eyes open for that. Then please let us know at yeah. Blood and Mud. We're not so much DMs. interested in talking to current super famous people. Because A, other people... I have tried to better. reach out to Aled Brew and he studiously ignored me. Look, he's got better things to worry about than us. He's right on a now. different. Okay. He's on a he's transcendental on a, on a plane. Plane. He's got plane. no time exactly. for me. Exactly, he's a different. He is the the Gandhi of Newport. We know this. <laughs> we do know this. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yes. let us know. Thank you very Indeed. much, Josh. Welcome back. Always I did a miss pleasure. you last week. As much, you know, delighted. Paul's lovely, I'm, but it's it's lovely to have you back. I'm delighted to not be on holiday anymore. <laughs> obviously, I'm sure you are so, back in yeah. the office after the bank holiday. Yeah. Your holiday, brilliant. Loved it. Absolutely. Speak to you all soon, folks. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.